1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary 53102
0: oh. <laughs> WGR Sports Radio 550 presents Sports Talk Saturday
1: Go Would you stop talking so I can enjoy this peaceful game Oh! F-
2: Peaceful can it be hacking it up all day, bud? You suck. You're terrible. Look, the geese. Gooses! gooses. They're just pheasants with better marketing.
1: You have a problem with Canada gooses, you got a problem with me, and I suggest you let that one marinate. And, I... and most people
0: don't know this, but Canada gooses were the deciding factor in the 1995 Quebec referendum. They kept this country together. That's not true! The geese. Gooses! Mm. I will call off the oiling of the goose eggs, all right? If you will leave this golf course and let the members of the Leonard Kenny, Great, Grant, Capric Creek, Whistle Ridge Golf and Country Club play this game in peace! On WGR Sports Radio 550.
1: Just great comedy. We love. We. I mean, listen, not having the border open has been tough for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. But, like. Having this kind of access to Canadian comedy, which is just always good stuff, as, you know, we've been spoiled as a, as a border town here, being able to hang out with Canada in terms of uh, their comic production. And what have we given to them in return? We've given them Irv Weinstein. So, like, listen, folks, it's a, it's a fair trade. It's a fair deal. I'm Corey Griswold at Sports Talk Saturday. Uh, we're here with you until 2 o'clock. TJ Luckman uh, is the wheel man here spinning the tunes. Uh, we will be uh, taking your phone calls eight zero three zero five fifty one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty is the phone number as well. Uh, if you if you want to tweet us, you can at WGR five fifty. I'm at Corey Griswold. You'll figure out how to spell it. Uh, we were talking in the last segment about um, De- Buffalo and Detroit constantly playing in the preseason and i think they should just make it a permanent thing and if they do make it a permanent thing you're going to need a trophy for it because that's just what happens in sports that's what makes sports cool so what would the trophy look like so if you have thoughts on what the trophy should look like absolutely bring it to us we'd love to have you uh we actually do have a caller this is exciting so i'm gonna try- this is my first time trying to press the button from in here let's see if it works uh mike uh joining us on the line mike how are you I'm good,
0: thank you. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing great, Mike. Mike, what do you think about this idea for the Bills and Lions just being a permanent fixture in the preseason?
0: Oh, it I pretty much is. I mean, as long, as long as I've been around, they've been playing in the preseason. So, uh, And here's what I think about the trophy. I think that at the top of the cup, there should be a Ford pickup truck with the bed filled with giant-sized chicken wings.
1: Okay, so I am going to ask you for some refinement on this idea. Should it be a full-scale truck? No, no.
0: <laughs> no, just a little miniature truck, you all know, big enough to match the trophy. But, okay. And then some chicken wings in, in the bed.
1: But so. the wings are to scale, then. The wings are actually, like, actual-sized wings. Yeah, yeah. So if we had a real-sized Ford F-150, what if we had that much larger chicken wings in the back of that truck? That would be un- unbelievable. <laughs> See? Let's explore the space a little bit. Let's have some fun with this. It's all play. Yeah, let's make it big. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to ask something, and I might get myself in trouble here, Mike, but listen, this is what we do here on the radio. We have takes. Is it? Is it okay if we're, our identity is just appetizers? Yeah, at this
0: point, I mean, I don't know what else. <laughs>
1: I, well, okay, fair I mean, enough. <laughs> I mean, because I, like, listen, Detroit, like, Ford, they make trucks. They got things like, okay, that's cool, right? They got Motown. That's cool. We have to have something beyond just like somebody sitting down at an Applebee's on a random Thursday night out in Des Moines thinks longer than two and a half seconds about, right? Like, there's got to be more to us than just chicken wings. I'm not hating on chicken wings. They're great. I'm just (laughs) saying like, Uh, should it be be our emblem? There
0: used to be things. There used to be the steel mills and, and the flour mills and stuff like that, but
1: they're still there. Our city still smells like Cheerios every now and then.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> so there's gotta see th- Mike, thank you for the phone call. This is a, a great start. You're this welcome. has to this has to be something that we can talk about here. Because like, yeah, I love chicken wings more than anybody. I'm sick and tired of being of that being us. Because nobody thinks about it. Like th- it's great. Everybody's like, oh wow, hey, listen, you're in Buffalo, you should try some chicken wings. They're great. But like it's n- nothing to
2: fight over. Like, it's absolutely not. Like we do, at least on a weekly basis. It's not
1: even a meal. It's not even an actual meal. Like, we're the only city that turns it into a meal. Everywhere else, you're like, no, that doesn't count. And like, when you see it, like, on a top ten list of, like, favorite bar foods, it's like, people are always like, oh, that's not really a thing. That's just the thing you have before the thing. And we're like, no,
0: it's the thing!
1: So, like, we... I'm hesitant to put chicken wings on the trophy. Like, I mostly because of that. Um I don't want that to be us anymore. We're better than that, we're bigger than that. Like let's go. Let's let's expand our horizons a little bit everybody beyond the massive amounts of cholesterol we put inside of our bloodstream. Let's explore the space there. uh, We did get a tweet here that mentioned this. And I think I like the idea name of Detroit versus Buffalo preseason game, the blue collar bowl. Okay, sure. I mean, other cities are blue collar too, but all right, have a shield cup trophy with the great lakes engraved with a rusty belt or make it like the wrestling boxing belts, except it's rusty colored and the uh, buckle has like the bills logo with the great lakes that I like. I like the wrestling belt, a championship belt for the, Bills Lions thing. I think that's cool. I think both cities get down with wrestling. Yep, we are, we're a huge wrestling area. Like we absolutely sell out for that stuff. Um, there's uh, uh, Griselda has a thing with uh, wrestling crew out of Rochester, so it's a big Western New York thing. I know that. Um, I would be totally fine if they made it like a belt that you just wore, and if you win at that if you win the game that year, you get the belt, and if you win it the next year, the other team gets the belt. I like that. I think that's cool. The logo can be a combination of the logos, the Great Lakes behind it. Very classic, very nice professional touch. That's that's an idea I can get behind. I think that is solid. And it doesn't have anything to do, necessarily, with thinking about these two cities as being dilapidated. Buffalo, First of all, Buffalo's growing, so y'all can eat it. If that's how you're talking about Buffalo now.
2: Because we're not. We're on the up and up. For the first time since uh, 1950, right? Let's go. Let's do it.
1: Buffalo is happening now, everybody. So that idea of like, yeah, Buffalo, we used to have industry, but we don't anymore. Nah, son. Get those negative vibes out of here. Get those negative thoughts out of your head. It's positivity. So i I, I don't even want to associate this trophy with weakness. Because I don't think these are weak cities. Buffalo's not a weak city. Detroit isn't a weak city. Like these are these are kind of heart and soul cities. These are cities that are important to the development of the United States, to the development of what America has become. Western New York is extraordinarily important to American history. The kinds of people, the kinds of movements, the kinds of work that have been done in Western New York going back to the 1800s, right? Going all the way back into antiquity, right? Talking about the Iroquois and the Haudenosaunee who lived here, who who set up, you know, a confederation of nations peacefully in, you know, North America before Europeans ever got their butts across the ocean to, to hang out here. And that happened around here, buddy. Like, the center of democratic ideas in North America predating European colonization comes from us. That's Western New York. So, like, if your idea of, like, what should western New York be to the rest of the country, to the western the world, stops at an appetizer, you have set your vision far too narrowly, right? The abolitionist movement, right? Frederick Douglass is buried out in Rochester. So, so is Susan B. Anthony. The entire idea of who democracy should be and should be for comes from western New York. Like The movement uh, towards Reconstruction and towards the uh, end of Jim Crow and towards the Civil Rights Movement was called the Niagara Movement because it was set up here in this region. What I'm trying to tell you is is that Buffalo is not a centerpiece of chicken wings. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that Buffalo is the heart and soul of democracy in the United States. That's what I'm telling you. So if we're going to build a trophy, I'm saying that what should represent Western New York and what should represent Buffalo is the fact that it has played a crucial role in the development and broadening of who counts as a person and who should be allowed to have power in society, all of us equally, more so maybe than any other city in the United States, save Philadelphia. Philadelphia's product got a pretty good case. It's got the Declaration of Independence, it's got the Constitution, that's tough. But Buffalo has done pretty well on its own. And so has Western New York, so has New York State. Folks, I'm telling you, man, Great Lakes, it's where the action is. It's where you want to be. So, if we do have a trophy for something of this regard, this is something I feel like we. I would want to incorporate into the kinds of things we celebrate here. I like chicken wings as much as anybody, I had some yesterday. I'm just saying that I don't want it to be our only identity because to me, that's weak. Like the stuff that is put on the kitty menu for kids to eat when they go to a restaurant because they don't want to actually eat the real food. I don't want that to be what's thought of for my town. No, let's get a little bit bigger here. Let's do a little bit more. So, Okay. There is apparently a trophy in soccer that I'm seeing right now, the Rust Belt, uh, the Rust Belt Derby between Buffalo and Cleveland and Detroit, which I believe FC Buffalo was probably involved in, if I'm not mistaken. And I was just tweeted the picture of the trophy, and it's fabulous. It's uh, it's got a bunch of gears in it. It's got a bunch of uh, almost like Art Deco type pieces. Um, I've retweeted it. I know it was tweeted at the WGR account. TJ could probably find it and retweet it so that you can see the kind of thing we're talking about here. But this is what I'm talking about. That's not a trophy that necessarily speaks to something that has been, um, abandoned or something that is, um, declining. To me, that's a trophy that just speaks to culture and to what we've done. And it doesn't necessarily say like, by the way, these are things that don't matter anymore. No, these are things that are part of of the identity of two very strong, resilient, important American cities, right? Detroit has given us Motown. It's given us a, a catalog of music that will outlive the country itself, probably, right? And that thousands of years in the future, if you hear it, You can still go back in time and be like, you know, I don't know anything about America, but this music slaps like that's Detroit. Good job, Detroit. Like Detroit doesn't just talk about their pan pizza as being their identity. Like that's just not it, even though it rocks. That's not all it is for us. It's more than that. So like this is what I'm talking about. Like like, if we're going to do this, do it right. Talk positive about our city. Talk it up. This is how it, we should really be approaching our things and thinking about ourselves. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the telephone number. 888 five fifty two five fifty. If you're interested in calling, uh, we had Sal Capaccio on the program earlier. We had Pat Malacaro on the program earlier. Uh, Pat talking about the Bison. Sal talking about the Bills in Detroit uh, and the preseason game. You'll be able to see those interviews up on the Odyssey app and our online stuff that you can listen back to at your leisure. Uh, we also have Premier League getting started uh, today. Uh, they're a- approaching the half here. Uh, I am watching Liverpool and Norwich City because uh, I'm a Liverpool honk uh, because I only root for teams that face adversity. But uh, here, Liverpool is doing well. They're uh, up 1-0, uh, looking good. Uh, Jota got the goal for them uh, t- today, uh, a new guy uh, on the team, I believe.
2: Uh, it's, it's a second year with it's the It's a club. second
1: year, uh, things going well. I don't get a chance usually to watch – Um, Premier League anymore because I have children, so I don't get to watch it on TV. And also, um, kind of the opposite approach taken by NBC and uh, as with the NFL. With the NFL, they make it easy for you to watch your preseason games, now at least. Like, it was on broadcast TV here. Like, you just turn it on one of the local stations and you'll see it. You can hear it from us. The Bills Radio Network, baby, we got you covered. But if you want to watch a soccer team that's in the Premier League at least you have to be able to navigate through any one of five channels or apps to be able to get to it and odds are you probably can't. like it's it's locked away from you. it's harder to get into and find and let me tell you something at like seven o'clock on a morning on a Saturday no, I ain't got the juice to dig for it. like if it, I the path of least resistance baby, if it's going to take me thought, to find the game, I am not finding the game. After just waking up. No, that's I, exactly like, that's, buddy. I'm shot. I'm old. I'm way over the hill. I I take medicine to concentrate. Like I no, I'm not finding your stupid game. Put it on TV. It's 2020. I want one TV. I want one app. Something. Make it there. I don't want like well, oh, It's on NBC. But it's on NBC Gold. Oh, it's on the Peacock. But only if on you're on the special tier. of Peacock, no, it ain't. Because I'm not anywhere. Go away. I'm not watching. Like, get. Th- we are in a crisis point of entertainment because we are starting to see how what we thought would be helpful with streaming, where you could, oh, that's cool. I can just watch anything because it's on the internet. I can just find it. Once everybody realized that you were looking for things, they immediately put up a barrier between you and that thing you wanted to watch, which is a subscription fee. So now you need to pay, you know, more though, more so than you probably were paying for cable to be able to, in theory, cut the cord and only watch what what you wanted to watch. As well as having to pay for cable anyway because you need access to the internet to be able to watch the thing you wanted to watch. So now we are in a space where we're like paying Twice to three times as much as we were before to watch the stuff we wanted to watch. And stuff is being moved now, created exclusively, only to be put behind those paywalls. So that they entice you to pay the pay to do the thing. It's the worst possible outcome for me, the only person that matters, the protagonist of history, the consumer. So now I have to pay a ton of money to be able... Like, if I wanted to watch Liverpool and How It's Made... I'm out like 50 bucks. Like, what the hell? How did I get here? Like, this is why people steal stuff on the internet, because you make it hard. It's not even like it's we're stealing it because we don't want to pay you money. I would pay you money if it meant I got it and it was easy. It's not. And the apps stink. Like, if if you ever try to watch something on some of these apps, the user interface is a disaster, which is the case for most of the internet, by the way, in the 21st century. If you've ever tried to go to a website, and the page physically moves 15 times because it loads 12 different videos and 9 different banner ads, and you have to wait till everything stops moving before you can read it. Like, if you've ever tried to use the Web 3.0, and you want to go jump into the lake... Because of how obtrusive and how annoying and how not user friendly it is, because it's not designed to be user friendly. It's designed to take your money. That's the point. Well, guess what's going on with streaming? It's designed to take your money. When the programs are designed to take your money first, and then afterwards we'll figure it out. Using those programs are generally a complete disaster. So it becomes completely like I'm not just not. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it.
2: Not to mention, like, all these networks sort of making this a la carte option of watching TV now. And now you have to have, if you're going to cut the cord, now you have to have however many streaming services, which eventually just adds up to what you were paying for cable anyway. That's right.
1: You you end up paying the exact same amount you were before, if not more.
2: So they they figured that out for themselves, not a better way for the consumer to experience any sort of product. Yep. Making it hard, you're absolutely right. It only makes me want to find – if you're going to make it hard, I'm going to find a hard way to 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 get it that doesn't cost me money.
1: Right. <laughs> and, I mean, like, honestly, the – I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, the NFL is the easiest thing to watch. It's one package. You pick up the package, you got it, and that's it. And then, then there's, like, they even make it easier for you. just the Red Zone channel so you can watch all the games. And then if somebody's going to score, we'll show it to you. Like, can I get that for the Premier League? Like, why can't I? Why can't I go four wide on the Premier League on any given day and just rotate through the feeds to hear the audio? What's to stop? All the technology exists. All that's possible. But they don't want to make that easy for me because if it's easy for me and I only have to get it in one place, I can only pay one fee. But if they break it up and send it to five different places, I could pay five different fees. To get it. I have fantastic news. I don't have money. It's 2021. Nobody's got money. We're all broke. And nobody can afford anything. It's why nobody wants to work for seven bucks an hour waiting tables anymore. Because everything they owe is more than they would make waiting tables. They can't go to work just to be in more debt from doing the job they're doing. So they have to go find something else. It's not that people don't want to work and that they're lazy. It's that everybody's up against it. And they got to find someplace else to go, man. Like, it's tough out on these streets. You got college loan debt. God forbid he ever gets sick. Good luck paying for food. Good luck paying for housing or rent. My God. And on top of that, like, oh, yeah. And by the way, if you want to watch your favorite sports teams, here's the three subscription services. You're going to have to get in order to be able to participate and watch your team. Nah, sorry, dog. I got the jersey. I'll I'll just read the paper. I guess. Can I go back to reading box scores? Is that what it's going to be? It's going to be like what? Following a baseball team in 1925. Hey, did you hear? Some guys got a radio down the street. You might be able to pick up the games. What? That's wild. This is where I'm going to be because I can't afford anything. Not a great system. This is not a great system we have devised. And by we, I mean capital. I have nothing to do with it. Nobody asks me. Maybe they should. Maybe they should ask us. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if they asked you and were like, does this work for you? If we were all like, no. And they were just like, well, I guess we got to do something else. It's fun to make people feel like they absolutely are compelled to pay for something. And then on the other hand, say, well, if you don't like it, just don't pay for it. And then they'll have to do something about it. Isn't that a cool system? Where it's like, no, you've got to pay for this. Also, we'll only change something if people don't pay for it. Anyway, if you were wondering how our healthcare system works, oh, it's 122. 22. Uh, I'm Corey Griswold at Sports Talk Saturday. TJ Luckman is behind the board. He's here as well, taking your phone calls uh, 803 uh, 0551 885 552 550. Uh, talking uh general annoyances with how we interact with our media today but also talking about preseason football if you want to talking about any sports if you would prefer we got the uh, Premier League is going uh today uh we're having a lot of fun they're in the half now with Liverpool and Norwich City but we are underway um in Premier League soccer action uh if you would like to talk about that as well the sabers are there if you want it listen i'm not going to i'm not going to put that on you like Right. Like I'll complain about the state of economics, generally speaking, from the perspective of the people and consumers and, you know, us in terms of solidarity. But like I'm crossing a line here trying to talk about hockey. So I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to put that risk on you. But if you are brave enough and you really want to bring something up about hockey, all right, fine, I'll talk to you about hockey. It's fine. We can do that. But like, listen, I'm just not going to push that. I don't want to do that to you. There's nothing to talk about unless we're getting angry. And I don't want to just blindly get angry here. And I was complaining about what it's like to interact with trying to find something and watch something that you really want to watch. But, like, listen, we got it off our chest. We're good here. I don't need you to call up and get mad about the Sabres today. So, like, you want it, you got it, you don't. Just don't. It's August. It's still sunny outside. The weather's gorgeous. It's going to be great now. We're through the humidity. It seems like it's just going to be, like, 80 degrees and sunny for, like, two weeks and we're really going to hit our stride here late in in terms of August weather. August is going to be pretty good. Saw some rumblings a little bit online about what's the worst month, and that August might be it. It's a very Northern Hemisphere-biased opinion, I feel like. Because if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, it's winter, basically, so nobody's going to complain about August, probably. It's probably nice and temperate. But, like... I don't know. It was tough. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was a tough week or two. Eric Wood was on the broadcast yesterday saying, like, it was 105 heat index in Louisville. That's gra- congratulations for living in the mid Atlantic and the subtropics. I'm proud of you for that. That's your fault. I lived next here to the Great Lakes. I did not want that moving into me, right? I'm on the 42nd parallel. That weather should not be coming to me. So I have a right to complain about it, right? You're going to live down that further south in the United States. That comes with the territory. That climate is established. We have deep records saying, like, it's hot and sticky here. This is gross. Going all the way back to, to you know, Native American stories about it, right? That's why, like, I, sometimes I'm a history teacher. Sometimes I wonder about that, right? Like when the... When the first settlers went to Plymouth and went to Jamestown, how did the Native Americans react? Besides just like the, na- the stuff you would worry about, like, but what's the banter they would have, right? The water cooler talk, right? Just two dudes just hanging out by the shore watching them pull into Plymouth in December. That's when they landed, November and December, by the way. Just looking at each other like, are these dudes serious? They dropped that big heavy thing off the boat. I think they're parking. Do they know what happens out here in Massachusetts in November and do we, should we tell them, you know what? Let's let them find out. They probably think they're, these guys are probably stupid. They think they're in Virginia. Let's let them find out where they are. Let's, let's this will be fun. Just don't tell them. Shh, don't tell them. And in Virginia too, right? When the boat pulls up to Jamestown and they're just like, the dudes are on the shore waiting for the boat to land. It's like, do they know these guys are, these guys are dressed in armor. Like, do they know what it's like here? If they like, it's a hundred percent humidity and 90 degrees, like for three months out of the year, they got to find out. This is you know, what? Shh, don't tell them. Shh, don't tell them. We'll find out. They don't know how climate works, yeah. yeah they have no idea how climate works. Are you kidding? Have you seen them? Look where their clothes are wearing. It's when they come on a giant wooden boat. They don't know what's going on. It's one twenty six. Uh we'll take a break. Come on back. We've got a half hour with you here on Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Corey Griswold. That's TJ Luckman. This is WGR. congratulations to Kathy Hochul on becoming the next governor of the state of New York, uh, due to shenanigans. Uh, the best way to get your gig as governor of New York is the last person had to resign in disgrace. Um, speaking of things that should probably just happen every few years and get a trophy for it. Uh, that seems to be a relatively, uh, constant act, uh, in New York state. So congrats, uh, to Miss Hochul. Uh, and to becoming the governor, and to hopefully avoiding uh, the just thing that happens when you become governor of New York State, where they just hand you a pay-to-play scheme, like right off the bat. It's just in the package. Like you get a nice little envelope. It's got a ribbon on it, and you open it. And it's like, oh, here's a bribe. Wow, we're off and running. It's just getting started here.
2: Also, congratulations on inheriting that stadium. The the stadium talks over <laughs> the next however many years That's that gr- lasts.
1: Great, fabulous. Uh, right off the bat, how about a giant public works project that has very little benefit to the community as a whole? People love that stuff, right? It's great. Oh yeah. By the way, the subways in New York City are on fire. Anyway, uh, one thirty-two is the time. Uh, we're here with you for another half hour on Sports Talk Saturday. I'm Corey Griswold. Uh, that's TJ Luckman uh, talking to you about you know stuff uh, and everything. It's great. Uh, If you want, uh, you can give us a call, 803-0550, 1-888-550-2550. If you like, you can tweet at us, at WGR550, at uh, Corey Griswold, uh, and uh, generally harass us on the internet, which is what people are generally good for. Uh, We got Premier League Soccer is underway uh, here today, Uh, so a lot of good sports watching this weekend. Uh, There's probably preseason football. I would not recommend watching that. Uh, for any length of time for your health, I'm here to look out for you. Uh, however, if you are a real sicko and that's just how you get down, like I'm not here to kink shame. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and watch preseason football. If you just have to break down all the roster battles for the third depth position for like Cincinnati, all right, okay, fine, that's great. Like, but like, my God, you need to, this is not self care.
2: Good news for the viewers though. You get to watch 3 hours less of it this year True. due to the schedule.
1: That's good that's good work. Um actually I was happy with the t- the timing of the game yesterday. Um preseason games mostly because there's no stakes at all can just you really feel the interminability of football as you watch it. Like you feel how slow the game is and like the space of time between plays and the stoppages and like, like when you really want to feel how long football is, like watch a preseason game when all the stakes are removed from it. Like here, watching, I'm watching the Premier League. I got it up on the TV here, and like it's we're in the second half, we're going. Like broadcast a, television, there's a running clock. Like we got to go, baby. Let's get it in. And like, yes, there's stoppage time, but it's not like stoppage time is 15 minutes long. Like we out, let's go. So if you like, the, one of the benefits of getting into you know high level soccer is that like you're out on time man like if the game stinks it's gonna end don't worry it's not like baseball it's not like football these sports that just seem like they will take your life away because of how long it will last no worries man
2: two hours of your time every time that's correct
1: that's the that that's the soccer guarantee every time
2: uh, Unless it's a championship and there's penalty kicks, that that's those are special occasions, and even then, that only takes an extra fifteen or twenty minutes. Right, and that's
1: general, and that's high-stake stuff, so that's fun.
2: Ac- actually, no, penalty kicks. That's extra time involved. If it's a championship, if it's any sort of knockout stage, maybe playing three hours. Um, but you know that going in, you still know that going in.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably right, and like you're prepared for it. You're totally prepared for all of that when you get into the sport, and it's like. You know, when you get to overtime in the NFL, it's high stakes and you're ready for the high stakes and you're up for it. So that extra time is not you don't you're not sitting there going like, oh, God, please end this. Baseball can have that. Like you can get into extra innings and it can just feel like I know they scored another run and they tied it again. Just end the thing. Get out. Um, So uh, but baseball also wants you to hate it now, which is a new take on baseball that I'm surprised by that they just want you to not like the sport. Because they don't like themselves. It's very odd how they uh, messed around with doubleheaders, putting a a rudder on base and extra innings. All these things that detract from the sport, I think, adding the DH to both leagues in interleague play, because I'm an old man. But the the things that made baseball cool are no longer cool anymore. And they're just kind of uh, exacerbated. Also, like, strapping dynamite to the minor leagues. Um, All these things uh, have generally, I think, uh, detracted from the sport of baseball. And made it worse, and mostly due to their own mistakes. Through no, uh, they didn't have to make any of these decisions or do any of these things. Um, So that makes baseball less fun as well. So they have that going for it.
2: I think. I I think with your point, with uh, going back to the NFL, though, like you, it's you can almost feel the passage of time watching an NFL preseason game. You can you can feel (laughs) the minutes physically pass you by. You can see them. You can, like I said, you can feel, you can hear them right? while you're, it's, it's, it's its own little unique spot. If you are not into those training camp. The closest
1: you will ever become, get to becoming a particle accelerator is watching an NFL preseason game where you can just like sense gravitational waves. And you're just like. I feel the universe and but it's in the worst possible way, the most boring possible way. It's y- not like you're not transcending to a different plane of existence. You're literally being bored to the point where molecules you can observe.
2: It really does feel like there's an extra gravitational pull from that because you can feel that that passage of time. It's I I think the normal, you know, we we usually go uh what is what is normal gravity? Nine point eight meters per second, there's something about, like that. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's been about 15 years since I I had to know that. Um <laughs> so you know, it definitely feels like there's more than one one G on us during a preseason NFL football <laughs> but, game.
1: Like not in the fun, exciting top gun ty- kind of way. In right. The, in the I think I'm falling into Jupiter right. kind of way, where you just feel a weight press you back into your seat. I should go up and get a beer and I can't even get out of my chair because the preseason has ex- has changed gravity and to where I am sitting and I feel trapped. Um, so uh, with that being said, uh, the Bills play Chicago on Saturday, August 21st. They uh, will be on the road again to uh, play the Bears. And honestly, like I know, right, like we just got done talking about the preseason, but Watching Justin Fields play can be fun. So there you'll have a little bit of excitement with the Bears game with Justin Fields. Hopefully he plays. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I have no idea how that will work. But like I would like to see Justin Fields play. There are few times when the preseason gets exciting. That's one of them. A young quarterback, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Is this new flashy guy any good or not? Let's see what happens. Okay, cool. The Bills have that coming up. Terrific. We got a reason to watch. Once that's up, we're struggling. We're going to bring you that game. We're going to be here to broadcast it for you. We will do our due diligence. We will be here uh, bringing you a quality product. Absolutely guaranteed. I'm just saying that forward-facing, we're going to make it look easy, backward-facing inside the shop, it's going to, we are going to be working hard to deliver that product for you because of the nature of the preseason and things of that nature. Uh, so because I've been detached from the Premier League so long I have kind of lost touch with who's supposed to be good and who isn't supposed to be good I know Chelsea's been better uh there's always your old favorites there's Manchester City there's Liverpool there's I'm I'm listen I know Arsenal fans I'm sorry um there's Tottenham uh, so you know you got you got your crew around there is everton supposed to be good
2: they're they're like they're they're typically uh they've been they've been a little bit lower in the in the mid-range they were I think they were better last year I want to say they were like 8th or ninth. Did they have expectations this year Everton? I think at this point they do. Like they have an older James Rodriguez, they have they still have Yofi I think, but the, they're getting a little bit on the the older side for that that core if you will. Um but they do have Rafa Benitez. Yeah, they do. Um so he had, you know, he he had a that Southampton had the first goal this morning uh or afternoon in in uh England here. Uh, but he was able to get Everton to come back, and they they won that match uh, three to one. Uh, so we'll, with with them, we'll see. Raf is the type of manager I feel like you bring in when you think you're ready to knock on the doorstep. In uh, in soccer, it's not exactly for a championship, but at least for one of those top six spots, so that you can get a a Champions League or a Euro League s- slot. He,
1: he will get your team to Europe.
2: I, I think that's definitely something that Everton is looking to do. They 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 definitely. I don't think they've ever won a Champions League match, or if they'd have, it's been quite some time. I want to say they've won Euro, but never, never Champions League stuff. I'd Uh, have to look more into it.
1: So I wonder about that. Like, we were talking off the air about this a little bit. Like, it requires a little background knowledge on the Premier League, but it might also help for people who don't necessarily watch it all the time or know of it all the time. Who is there a comparison for Rafa Benitez in terms of being a head coach? uh in like a sport that we would know like he's just a guy who's around who gets your team to being competent but isn't really like a guy who will break you through and win you a whole bunch of rings like he's not bill belichick he's not like that he's not that tier he's maybe a tier below that or even
2: below that right it's got to be a guy that's like won an important championship but hasn't really done much else on top of that right
1: like it's chuck knox for, sure. those, for those, like, maybe Martin Sh- Marty Schottenheimer, maybe?
2: Yeah, because he, he never won, but Schottenheimer won a lot of regular season, but he never got that championship.
1: Right, his teams were always, like, good. They were always there. Maybe never broke through, but were always, like, steady. Always a steady team. So maybe that's a good com- – I think for football, at least, that's a good comparison. For hockey, it's – man, it's harder to me because I've lost so much with hockey in terms of coaches and, like, who are the guys and, like, who would be in that – that level, right, of like middling hockey coach who just comes in and is just like, oh, look, who he's here again,
2: I guess. You know who could end up being like like that? Um, and he isn't like that yet, but he really could be. Is it Lindy? No, but oh. okay, Lindy's a good, good start here, but I'm thinking of a guy that's won a championship. He hasn't been to a bunch of – he's been to like three places, but it's Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock's coached in, in the Ducks. He coached in Detroit for a long time, and then he went to the Leafs. Guy only has one Stanley Cup championship to his name. When we talked about him, well, maybe it's two. He might have... No, I think he only has one. He, he, he's gone to a final with the Ducks, and he won a final with Detroit, and then he lost one to Pittsburgh. Correct. I think that's the last time. Yeah. So I think he only has one. So at this point, he's been to a, f- a few places. Uh, so basically, he just needs to be hired a few times with short stints and get the team back on track or whatever, but also... Babcock, didn't Babcock get into it a little little hot water, he's boiling got, water? He's
1: got a ton of baggage
2: problems. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe maybe not the best comparison there because Rafa doesn't have any baggage.
1: No, he's well-respected he's well yeah, in the I, soccer world for how he handles his business. I
2: know that Babcock, uh, well-respected, is not what I would uh, say for him at, at this point. I would say it used to be— A better example for yeah. Babcock
1: might be Marino. A guy who uh, has won and had produced, had a very rough patch lately, and also has terrible relationship problems okay. with everybody around him. Yeah. I mean, so that might be a better comparison for Babcock. It's just, I mean, there's soccer is such a much wider world. Yep. And ha- obviously because the rest of the world watches it and plays it and enjoys it. And most Americans do, too. It's the third most watched sport in the United States. People like watching it. If you're an old person and you're like, I can't believe they're talking about soccer. just you, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. You just need to know that you're the one who's checking out soon. Like, you, you've missed the boat, everybody else is enjoying it, everybody else is having fun, and nobody even listens to you anymore. And mostly nobody respects your opinions either. So, yes, you can call and complain that soccer is being talked about, but, like, that ship has sailed, and you ain't on it. So Yeah.
2: But I feel like, like this is a conversation we were having five years ago, and we've already moved yeah, well, past
1: we've it. Way, we've moved way past it. It's not even important. But, like... The problem with trying to make those comparisons to American sports is just the nature of American sports is so different anyway. Yeah. Like the, how the leagues are set up and like how coaching works in American sports. How like, I mean, soccer at least has like guys who cycle around all the time and keeps finding jobs like Sam Alderice, right? Yeah. Like he always, always seems to end up someplace. Um, some,
2: some lower or middling level Premier League team that maybe just barely makes it out of the uh, the drop zone.
1: Right. Oh my god, can you help us avoid re- uh, relegation? You're like, yeah, that's yeah, me. Yeah, by
2: the skin of my teeth, sure.
1: A- absolute <laughs> avoiding relegation guy, that's me. Uh 145, we got one more segment left to go with myself Corey Griswold, TJ Luckman at Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. The best way Tim Pool, the goalkeeper for Norwich City, is that he looks like he's the character from a Mission Impossible movie where he's the evil secret agent, but he's working undercover as like the maitre d' at a restaurant. That's basically, that's the entire vibe he gives off. So there you go. If you were wondering who that is, that's him. I got a tweet here before we go uh, up from Marcel Louis-Jacques, friend of the program. Uh, He's watching the Dolphins Bears on uh, NFL Network preseason, I believe. And again, for those of you playing the home version of the NFL preseason, if you see something, say something. If you see someone in your life watching preseason football when they probably don't have to be, um, make sure you know the signs and stay safe. But he has this tweet that he put out not too long ago, and it says, Tua looked comfortable and decisive the entire game until that point, dash dash, bad INT in the end zone. Again, folks, we don't got to live there anymore. We are, we have been released from that prison of watching and waiting and hoping. And like, is this guy going to be good? Oh, he's doing good things. He's doing good things. Ah, here's the catastrophic problem again.
2: Sounds like an, an entirely different galaxy than I'm in right now.
1: And like the only advice I can give to people in that situation is like they never get it right. Like, if you have a guy who's just a complete disaster, that guy's going to be a complete disaster. Sorry, get out. Like, Allen had a bad year, and the next year he immediately showed improvement. Like, it was like, oh, he's learning. And, like, listen, folks, like, if Tua is bad and he's bad again, I got news for you. Tua's bad. (laughs) Like, and it's okay if he's bad. doesn't mean he's a bad human being. doesn't mean he can't have a, a helpful, productive life. Doesn't mean that he can't be a great member of his community. It just means he's a bad quarterback in the National Football League, right? Like, he was a great college quarterback. And that's pretty cool to get through your life and be like, in college, I was great. How'd it go with the NFL? Absolute garbage. Fine. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks. No worries. Totally fine to do. We, as Bills fans, apparently don't have to live in this space anymore. That's great. So, uh, tough times for the Miami Dolphins. You hate to see it. Uh, as a Bills fan, speaking for myself, uh, everybody was like, hey, look out for the Dolphins. They might be, ooh, that's bad by Norwich City. They might be good this year, but um, also, like, that team has quit twice. Like, they quit on Adam, Adam Gase as a coach, and then in, when the Bills were, like, on autopilot getting into the postseason, the Bills absolutely crushed to them when they could have won and made the playoffs. With their backups, if I was a Bills, if I was a Dolphins fan, I don't trust them any farther than I can throw them. Like I don't know how you can put expectations on a team that had was looking at that and just decided, nope, not we're not doing this, not gonna try, not for this guy. Are you kidding? This guy who's playing quarterback for us now, absolutely not. Business decision and an entire team make a business decision in a game where they were going to win and make the playoffs if they wanted, and I'm supposed to think that they have their act together.
2: No, I will wait to see how that goes. So, speaking of a business decision, we talked about that goal. It's a business decision to leave Bobby Firmino wide open in the box.
1: He's uh, speaking of big, strong dudes here on the program. He's a big, strong dude. Oh yeah. Uh, so you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna have a guy. You're gonna wanna have Contain. I mean, do we lose Contain? Do we lose Contain on him? Unfortunate. Uh, It's tough for them. Great for me because I root for Liverpool. Hooray! Uh, That's going to do it for us for Sports Talk Saturday. Uh, Thank you to Sal Capaccio for joining us, talking to us about the Bills and Detroit on his return leg from his trip from Detroit. You'll be able to hear him all throughout the week talking about uh, the Bills as training camp and as preseason progresses. Uh, Special thanks to Pat Malacaro, who you can hear on the broadcast right now. Over on KB 1520, if you go, the Bisons are playing, and you will hear him tomorrow as well. Good to have the Bisons back in town. Thank you to TJ Luckman for producing, and thank you to you for listening. I am Corey Griswold. This is Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.